Okay, so today we're gonna talk in English. One of the difficulties that we have in meditation often comes from trying to find a reason why why we're meditating. Our difficulty in meditation often comes from not being able to see the reason why we meditate. And this becomes a problem because meditation can be very difficult. And so we find ourselves often inclining towards more peaceful and pleasurable states when we meditate. We find ourselves easily falling into uh, non-meditative states where we're not actually contemplating or considering the objects carefully we are enjoying the, the experience of pleasant states and when unpleasant states come we are upset by them <coughs> and so when we're taught to acknowledge and to accept things as they are, there arises a question in the mind, why? Why, why sit and torture ourselves? This is a, a big question in the beginning. Um, later on, once we've become more proficient in the practice, the question might not arise, but it's still very easy to lose sight of why we're meditating and lose our conviction and our exertion in the practice. We find ourselves slacking off or getting bored, losing interest, losing our our uh, <coughs> our interest in the practice. I think so I think we should always consider the the results of what we do. This is something important, and when we do this, then we can see what is of real use and and meditation becomes something that it's very easy to see the benefit of. Because when we're not meditating, when we're not practicing, when we're not seeing things clearly, there are results as well. 
when we cling to things, when we desire for things, when we like things. These, uh, it, the, our actions don't go without result. When we dislike things, when we're upset, when we get angry, this isn't without results as well. People who have greed have a, have a real hard time seeing this, seeing the problem. Uh, people with anger tend to see the problem more. Um, and it's not to say that they can't fix it, or that they're, not to say that they can fix it, that they're able to fix it. But it's easier to see. Greed is something very difficult to see, and it's very difficult to see the, the, the downside, the, the negative side of it. It's associated with pleasure, and so we think that by following after it, we're going to get more and more pleasure and happiness. And in fact, the opposite is the case. What we don't see is that we slowly become ghosts. We slowly become spirits. We waste away. We lose all of our substance. Like a drug addict. And so this is why the Buddha said, when you die, greed leads you to be born as a ghost. You can see it in people. They become like demons, like ogres, like ghosts, wailing and complaining and clinging, very much clinging. People who have anger, put themselves in hell. When we get angry, you can see this in people, when they're angry, they're, they're in hell, they're in a hellish state. <coughs> they're in a state of deprivation, of loss, a, a state of pain and suffering. The Buddha said, if you want to you want to hurt someone, make them angry. So someone who gets angry does their enemy a favor. When we get angry at someone else, someone does something or says something nasty and trying to make us upset. When we get upset, we, we do them a favor. They want to hurt us, we hurt ourselves. When we get angry at someone, we've accomplished their goal. <coughs> we put ourselves in suffering. And so we go to hell, we, 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 we fall into hell. Even in this life, people who are always angry look like devils, demons, hell beings. And when they die, the Buddha said, this is where they go. 
people with delusion when we're full of ignorance and disinterest and arrogance and self-appreciation and so on and views and opinions this is the realm of animals people who are ignorant who have no interest in mental development self-development no interest in higher things like philosophy and religion no interest in science and understanding no people who are full of ideas and uh, views and opinions people have all these low states of mind of conceit and arrogance and bravado and these are animal states and this is the, the way of animals insects sometimes and look at these people who, who, who have, have a great amount of intelligence but you can't you can't avoid thinking that they're a lot like insects because of their their insect-like behavior or animal-like behavior people who boast and brag and show off <coughs> all of these different states it's the state of delusion and it's the state of, it's a very low state it's a, it shows someone's inferiority sign of someone who is a superior human being they, they don't show off they don't hold opinions and views and beliefs and they don't try to impress themselves on others and they're very keen on learning and understanding. They're very keen on on uh, improve self-improvement. This is this. When you see people like this, you can see that they're not like animals. They're not living their life just by eating and sleeping and uh, indulging in sensual pleasures. They have something higher on their minds. a higher purpose. So these things also have results, these states of mind. In this life they have very clear results and in the afterlife they have very clear results. There's no question where these things lead. The Buddha said, Jitte sankhilite thukati patikankai. The mind that is defiled leads to suffering, leads to hell, leads to a bad destination without doubt, patikankha, un undoubtedly. And the, see the problem is when we don't meditate these states are ever present. We don't have to do anything special for them to arise. All we have to do is live our lives as we ordinarily would and they come up anyway. We get angry, we become greedy, and we're deluded all the time. It takes a special state of mind to, to overcome these. 
the special states of kindness, compassion, caring, states of morality and abstention. states of wisdom and understanding. And so this is the really a very important reason why we should practice meditation. Meditation is the development of the mind. Without a developed mind, our, our animal minds, our hell minds, our ghost mind it will come up by itself. We don't have to bring it up or wish for it to come up. It's the natural state for us to be greedy, angry and deluded again and again. We have to work hard to overcome these. So the meaning is then we have to work hard just to be happy, just to be at peace. Happiness and peace don't come from slacking off. Not in the way we think that they do. We think that by taking it easy, good things will come and our minds will be happy. And it's not really the case, we find ourselves becoming angry and greedy and deluded. But when we develop our minds, when we work on our minds, try to see things as they are. We're able to do away with these, we're able to overcome these. We're able to give rise to states of, of peace of clarity of mind, where we're, we're no longer angry at bad things. When bad things come to us, unpleasant things come to us, we no longer get angry at them. We no longer see them as unpleasant. We're retraining, retraining our minds to see things as they are. And it really is a retraining. You can't say, oh, I already see things as they are, because we don't. Every time we see something, we have a judgment of it. Hear something, we have a judgment of it. That's our natural state. We don't have to work to judge. Judging is, is our, our ordinary way of behavior. We have these chain reactions. And we have to break the chain. The work we have to do is to break the chain. We can't just uh, expect the chain to not form. It forms by nature. So meditation has a result, it has a, a very clear result. When we do acknowledge, we see things clearly. And that's an incredible benefit, because then the, the chain is broken. We don't go into liking or disliking. We don't go on to, to, to judge the object. Simply see it for what it is. When we say seeing, seeing, or hearing, hearing. If we're, if we're clear about it, then there's no liking or disliking. There's no judging. There's no good or bad. There just is. There is what there is.
the great thing about meditation is not only this, that, that at the moment when we're mindful, our mind is clear. The great thing is that it slowly changes our mind so that that becomes the default. So that the default is seeing things clearly. Slowly we begin to see things in a way that we didn't see them before and begin to understand things in a way that we didn't understand them before. And our greed and our anger and our delusion become foreign, become foreign states that come in once in a while and eventually don't come in at all than being replaced by the opposite. And this is really, really the difference, there's a difference between the, the negative states and the positive states. If you create enough wisdom and understanding you can never give rise to unwholesome states again. Because you can't do away with your wisdom. You can't give up your understanding. Ignorance is something we can do away with by, by understanding. But once you understand something, you can't go back to being ignorant about it. Once you see the way things work, your whole, your whole universe, your whole existence changes. It becomes lighter, it becomes simpler, it becomes cleaner, it becomes clearer. And there's less of the complication that we find in ordinary life. And this is really leading to what the Buddha meant by Nibbana. The real result of meditation is Nibbana, or freedom. And we don't ever go back. When a person enters into the light, they don't go back to the darkness. When a person sees clearly, they can never be fooled again. All it takes is to see the truth once, clearly and completely. And you'll never go back to the to falsehood. Your whole universe changes. Your whole path changes. We talk about the afterlife. Well, when you see things clearly, your afterlife changes. Your, your future changes. Simply by changing the present, you can change your whole life. When the future looks dismal or unclear, simply by meditating, you can change the whole of your future. Everything changes for you when you start to see things clearly, when you start to give rise to wisdom. So meditation certainly does have uh, a result. It's something with, ben with great benefit, and it's something that's necessary to retrain our minds and to keep our minds from falling back again and again into unwholesome state. This is something that we should think about often, and we should review our meditation and ask ourselves whether we really are putting our whole heart into the meditation or whether we've lost sight of the goal and the reason and the benefit and therefore are not putting our whole heart into it.
It's only with putting our whole heart into it that we can really expect results, not just by walking and sitting blindly. So it's worth encouraging in this way. Um, and this is the this is the teaching for today. And I hope that's uh, of use to everyone. Now we'll continue on with the practical side, practical part. First, we'll do mindful prostration, and then walking, and then sitting. <coughs>